Okay, so as we drop today's episode, we are two sleeps from Super Bowl Sunday. And all season, we've broken down here on this program every single angle of the gridiron leading up to Kansas City versus San Francisco. But there has been one story that we have yet to tackle. And I think you know where I'm going with this. In many ways, that exception has been the biggest story that makes the rule. So with the big game upon us now, I turned to a special guest to help me deconstruct how and why Taylor Swift mania has conquered and divided the football world. Louisa Thomas, New Yorker writer. Let's start right here. When's the last time you attended an NFL game? An NFL game? Um, Let's see. That would have been a Baltimore Ravens game in 2016. 2016, a little bit ago. When's the last time you attended a Taylor Swift concert? Well, I'm probably the farthest thing from a Swifty possible. My favorite band, if you can call it that, is probably an experimental classical string quartet called the Kronos Quartet. <laughs> I'm familiar with their work. So, yeah, no, I, I got into this story because one Monday morning in September, uh, David Remnick, who is the editor of The New Yorker, uh, sent me a story about Taylor attending a game and um, against the Chicago Bears and, and it had the text, surely you'd love to write about this. And uh, when David when David calls, I answer. So what happened next is what convinced me that this was going to be a real story. My daughter was home from school, my five-year-old daughter. So I got out some crayons and, and paper. And um, I put on some Taylor Swift as a little soundtrack for our morning adventure. And uh, Shake It Off comes on. To my knowledge, my daughter had only ever heard Rafi, Vivaldi, Mozart, The Nutcracker, the occasional Mamma Mia song, which is my mother's fault. But Shake It Off comes on and she stands up and she starts dancing and belting out every lyric. She's like, player's gonna play, 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 and haters gonna hate, 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 hate. And suddenly she's talking about, you know, the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats in the world. And I am like, what has happened? Taylor Swift. That's when I knew. Taylor Swift had really taken over the world because even my own daughter knew all the lyrics to her songs. So this fall, as you saw the space between the NFL world and the Swifty world getting narrower and narrower, what was your reaction? Um, you know, at first it was a kind of delight, to be honest. It was funny. You could be a little bit snarky about it, and I, I surely was. Um, but the truth is that these are two kind of parts of a Venn diagram that, you know, only rarely meet. Taylor Swift had been embarking on this, you know, grand global tour, and she had been selling out um, NFL stadiums all summer, filling them with sequins and feminine energy. And Travis Kelsey had been part of it and had seen the light and had invited her in, and suddenly she brought some of that to uh, to NFL games. And it was it was all, at, at first, it all seemed like just a lot of fun to me. Um, and then things took a little bit of a turn. Perhaps we should have known all along that the Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift romance was destined for the Super Bowl stage. And through it all, 
as the gossip columns, social media Swifty commentary, and song lyric puns added up. Right alongside all of it, the blowback was building too. So today, sports writer Louisa Thomas helps us understand why so many people are so angry about Taylor Swift. I'm Clinton Yates. It's Friday, February 9th. This is ESPN Daily. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Louisa, I need to run through your credentials for a second. You write about sports for the New Yorker. You are a historian. You have a unique perspective on the NFL, seeing as your husband, John Urschel, played for the Ravens. But I think it's fair to call you a cultural observer as well. Is that accurate? Uh, I'm a sentient human being who lives in America. Can't escape culture. (laughs) So we're here today. Because now that we're on the verge of what I think can safely be called the Taylor Swift Super Bowl, we need to unpack everything that's going on in this entire story. Are you ready? I am here for it. Okay. So the genesis of this has been reported over and over and over again. But I wonder if we need to sort of level set here for those who aren't familiar and have not followed it as closely and recap how all of this came about in the first place. Sure. Well, Taylor Swift is probably the most famous person in the world. Is that fair to say? Entertainer, yeah, yeah. One of them. Let's say it. In July, Travis Kelsey, a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, went to a performance in Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, uh, which was launched last March. Um, He went at Arrowhead Stadium, which is where the Chiefs play. And uh, he made some friendship bracelets, as a Taylor Swift fan does. When you attended uh, one of these era concert tours, you were actually given a friendship bracelet. And, and at these at these concerts, um, Swifties would actually trade with each other. It was this kind of like, you know, mutual way of connecting with each other. And Travis Kelsey put his phone number on them and tried to get him to her. And uh, he was rebuffed, he told his brother on their podcast, the New Heights podcast. So I was a little butthurt. I didn't get to hand her uh, one of the bracelets I made for her. You made her a bracelet? Yeah, I wanted to give Taylor Swift one with my number on it. All right now. Ooh, your number's in 87 or your phone number? You know which one. Um, (laughs) Finally, you know, maybe he made some contact and he said, hey, you know, I saw you at uh, at Arrowhead. Um, You did pretty well, got the place pretty lit. You know, why don't you come out and uh, see me do the same? So lo and behold, she came with Travis's mom, Donna. Hmm. I mean, I think the who, secret's out. Who's she here to see? I mean, I think I think the secret's out. I think- she sat in this box next to his mom. 
And uh, yeah, the world lost his mind. She's in a red era. It's the intersection of the two strongest forces in the zeitgeist, Taylor Swift and the NFL. Taylor Swift attends football game was literally the headline of the day. That particular lady and her fan base coming into the NFL is a beautiful thing. The NFL has been trying to reach that demo <laughs> forever. Anything that makes Travis Kelsey happy, I am a supporter of. That's all I got to say. I think one of the most fun parts about all of this has been seeing different sides of this kind of equation. Not that they're mutually exclusive or anything like that, but back in October, there were a bunch of videos going around with women trolling their husbands or boyfriends or partners or friends, whoever it may be, by claiming that Taylor Swift is the one who made Travis Kelsey famous. Isn't it crazy that Taylor Swift like put that guy Travis Kelsey on the map? Like he literally what? blew up now. What are you talking about? She blew him up? What yeah. does that even mean? Like, no one knew who he was before. What? I have to admit, I am sometimes very dumb. And at first, I actually, like, didn't even get it because it's so obviously true that <laughs> I was like, why are people mad? Um, Taylor Swift is more famous than Travis Kelsey. That's just, like, a fact. But um, it did sort of, like, speak to this sort of intensity and passion with which fan bases uh, defend their territory. At some point, though, things kind of took a bit of a turn. It felt that there was a lot of tension that started to rise amongst, we'll just call them a certain subset of NFL fans. Do you have any sense of when and how that shift began? Well, it probably started around the time you mentioned, actually. Um, you know, what seemed sort of to be like a funny meme turned out to have some real kind of edge to it. I think it's it's fake, and I think it's for clicks, and I think Taylor Swift is using the NFL to try to make her star bigger. The amount of dudes in the comments of these posts being like, no one cares, no one cares. Literally everyone cares, including you, because you're commenting. There's a lot of really weird, lonely, insecure men out there. They're angry. The news station showed a pop star for like two seconds. Which they do every game, by the way. Can we just play football and not do every single game be like the biggest thing ever because Taylor Swift's at the game? There are a lot of people who didn't like the idea of these NFL gladiatorial arenas being um, infiltrated by this person who represented so much of female empowerment, let's say, even if it was a particular type of female empowerment, you know, a sort of consumer-friendly one. Um, and there were a lot of people who got tired of the, let's be frank, overexposure of Taylor Swift. There were a lot of Easter eggs dropped in NFL broadcasts. Um, the NFL was very savvy but quick to embrace her presence. Um, and, you know, when I went to, like, check the football scores on ESPN.com, it was like the whole thing was taken over by, by Taylor Swift. She's triggering for a lot of people. She is immensely wealthy. Her net worth is now estimated to be over a billion dollars. She makes more money per show than Travis Kelsey does for an entire season. You know, my favorite kind of absurdity in, in the criticism of their, their relationship um, was that she was in it for the money. Um, but I also think, you know, there is an element of staging to all of this that rub people the wrong way. 
one of the early criticisms and ones that persisted is that there's something, um, you know, manufactured about the romance, which I would say there's something manufactured about every early romance. But that's my that's my view. You know, it's interesting that you use the word overexposed. It's not like she's actually on TV that much. The New York Times did a breakdown of this. And in some of these games, she's not even on air for as long as 30 seconds. But you wrote in your New Yorker piece, Swift is perhaps the world's most successful bard of big feelings. And what is the NFL, if not a racket, to let grown men cry? Why are people so in their feelings about this, Louisa? You know, I was thinking about this and and how much kind of strong feelings it's engendered on the part of um, so many people. And it, it, it occurs to me that there is something so high school about this. Um, you know, there's the self-described awkward girl who sort of grows up, you know, discovers her her power. The quarterback of the football team, even if he's not actually the quarterback, and how many big feelings that kind of inspires. I mean, there's a way which we can never escape high school. And I don't actually mean to belittle their relationship by saying that, because I think high school is a time where, you know, we sort of start to work out what's meaningful to us, you know, what we really care about. You know, our friendships have this kind of loaded intensity. I think that this relationship brings a lot of people back into that space. Yeah, it's a very high school rom-com. It does seem very rom-com. I mean, she spent, Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift spent years dating these like very skinny British indie rockers and apparently it was all miserable as we know from her songs. Um, and, and here she is. She's found, you know, found true love or at least what love can exist in the two hours, you know, between the end of a game and before her private jet has to leave for Columbia or wherever her next concert is. I was unfamiliar with her dating history to the point that it was so different in terms of the type of human being that came along being so much different than everybody else. Do you think there's something to that? Like if Taylor Swift was dating somebody in, I don't know, the NBA or the NHL or a big leaguer, do you think it would be the same sort of reaction? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, first of all, the NFL is just bigger than everything else. Um, You know, we've had celebrity couplings, you know, we've had Mariah Carey and Derek Jeter or, you know, but they've never kind of reached this kind of um, apex. And that's partly because Taylor Swift herself is so famous, but it's partly because the NFL is so big and it represents this kind of um, image of Americana, whether or not people want to embrace that or not. And so does she. She's made to stand for so much. But one of those things is, is this kind of like innocent girlhood. And it's very, you know, it's a particular kind. It's very, you know, white and thin and pretty and, you know, all the things you can say about Taylor Swift, but it's, um, people project a lot onto her. And so she's, she's able to sort of like bear a lot of, of symbolic weight. And so was the NFL. You know, I work at a radio station here in Los Angeles, locally, ESPN LA. And one of our producers is a big Taylor Swift fan. And the Ares tour came to Los Angeles and it took over SoFi Stadium And the listeners to this station could not deal with even the notion of bringing it up. And I've decided that one of the things that Taylor represents about how a lot of, for lack of a better term, grown, you know, cishet men relate to the sport is that they realize that there is something bigger than what they find to be the biggest thing in the world. And when that gets usurped, they don't understand their own place in society. And so what I would always say is like, if you've got a problem with rich, powerful women showing up to be a part of the activities, your problem is probably not with the person. Your problem is probably with the larger idea 
of said concept. And I, I find it fascinating that so many grown men are so triggered by the idea that somebody who is effectively out of their league in terms of life is actually enjoying the same thing that they are. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that that speaks to to a lot of it. I mean, this idea that, as I said before, you know, Taylor Swift is is just rich in a way that Travis Kelsey never will be. Um, rich in a way that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is not, you know? She is powerful in a way. And, and she's even actually accorded even more power than she really has, let's be honest, you know? And there's something I think that that's that's threatening about that. She's not only selling out NFL stadiums, she is turning every concert into a cultural event that, you know, the NFL can't even dream of replicating on a, on a nightly basis. I think there's something kind of unsettling to a lot of men that suddenly they're they're they have to share the stage. And maybe in fact they're not even the biggest thing on it. And that's in some ways, that's been the story of the last many decades <laughs> in the United States. From the moment the Chiefs won the AFC championship game to advance to the Super Bowl, the Taylor Swift blowback went into overdrive, kind of mutated into something completely new, a little different. As various conservative commentators came out and went all in on these oddball conspiracy theories that Taylor Swift's ultimate plan was to somehow swing a presidential election. It's interesting to me how the sports side of this became borderline incidental. In that side of the conversation, Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs aren't even there. It's become this bizarre proxy of Taylor Swift for the rest of America. I mean, a Pentagon spokesman actually had to tell political that, no, she is not to Pentagon psyops. I mean, it's just like, it's just crazy. They see something that is um, maybe true in the sense that there's a lot of of staging that goes on, um, but essentially in an anodyne way. And they see an opportunity basically to score points with some of the people, as we were discussing, who have um, really triggered by this. And um, yeah, there's a, f- a frightening element to it, to be honest. I feel like more foreboding about, I don't know, what's going on. I mean, I, I do feel like no couple can bear the symbolic weight that this couple is is meant to, even as, you know, season's superstars as they both are. I did want to hear from Travis a little bit here. This week, he shot down the credit that many were giving him for the popularization of his signature fade haircut. It's absolutely ridiculous. And to do it, and to do it on February 1st, to throw me into the walls like that, that was messed up, man. I, I, I got a good fade if you need it, though. It's a two on top, a nice high to mid fade with a taper in the back. But I didn't invent that. I just asked for it. Truth be told, black barbers have been doing that one for decades. I know, because I used to ask for it all the time. But as for this relationship he's now in, one thing Kelsey has handled well is letting folks know that he's not the star and probably never will be. The Swifty support has been so special and you've really brought a whole new audience into this game. What has that support meant to you and meant to Taylor? I mean, I I don't know if I brought too much to the game. I think I I just go out there and have fun. You know, um, Taylor has an unbelievable fan base that that follows her and supports her throughout her life. And uh, it's been fun to kind of gather the Swifties in the Chiefs kingdom and uh, open them up to uh, the, the football world, the sports world. And it's been cool to just experience all that. So that is where Travis's head is at. But coming up, Louisa will get into the real life impact of Taylor Swift's NFL debut.
Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Delicious meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Louisa, the lion's share of NFL fans are men, statistically speaking and somewhat obviously. No particular reason, though women famously aren't allowed to play football, and many have argued that women have been betrayed by the NFL's weak consequences for players' violence against them. It's a very real thing. But this season, there have been several different metrics showing that women, especially young women, are enjoying watching NFL football for the first time, frankly, because of Taylor Swift. How has this been an entryway into the sport for an audience that was traditionally ignored? It's true. You know, uh, female viewership in the NFL, according to front office sports, is up about 9% in the past year. A marketing group called, uh, you know, Apex Monitoring Group has um, estimated that the Chiefs have added a brand value of about $330 million because of Taylor Swift. It's a real thing, you know, that Taylor Swift's impact and and the kinds of fans that she's bringing in, and it's 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 good for the NFL. I think it's I happen to think it's good for the country. Like, hello, I'm a, I'm a woman who loves football, but I also think that um, the NFL has sort of kind of encouraged a sort of hyper masculine branding around like the idea of like game day, you know, um, and hasn't really kind of. Um, invited women to participate in that way. Um, and that's changing a little bit. Someone like, um, you know, Mina Kimes on your network is one of the best football analysts um, in the world. And, you know, she comes in for regular casual, like, idiocy um, on a daily basis because there are men who can't countenance the fact that there's a woman who knows more about football than they do. Most Swifties will, by their own admission, um, not know more about football than a lot of men, but um, they've been catching up quick. Swifties, welcome to Football 101. Now that mother is invested in football, so are we. Well, now what is a football game? A football game is done in the same place that Taylor Swift performs. They're done at stadiums. They're basically an heirs to her performance for men, not exclusively, but mostly. Swifties are famously a quick study on anything that has to do with Taylor Swift. They also call it a down. I don't know why. We can just call it what we want and just call it a chance. Anything, even football, can be exciting when Taylor Swift is involved. I hope this helped. 
you know, another unprecedented effect of Taylor's presence at these games has been folks being very locked in on what she's actually wearing on her physical person. She donned a jacket made by Kristen Juszczyk, a wife of 49ers fullback Kyle Juszczyk, which led to her securing a licensing agreement with the NFL. And that doesn't happen often in the wives and girlfriends category, a.k.a. WAGs. Do you think we're going to see a ripple effect of NFL WAGs taking over the scene? Uh, I mean, I'm into it. I actually know Kristen a little bit. Um, I used to go to the occasional bar class with her when we were Raven, both Ravens WAGs. <laughs> Inside information. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it's actually funny because I, you know, followed her on Instagram forever. And she's been making these, um, you know, creations for herself for game day um, out of, you know, stuff she sources on eBay and sews them herself. And she's made these puffer jackets for, you know, Brittany Mahomes. And then she made one for Simone Biles. And um, she made one now for Taylor Swift. Um, you know, I, I though there's another name that pops up, Simone Biles. I'm going to say that, you know, Taylor Swift is a little bit one of one because people are not talking about the fact that Simone Biles is married to a um, NFL player in, at all in the same way that, as they're talking. They're not embraced as sort of like the biggest couple in the world. Even though she is, you know, I would put her in the category of best athlete in the world and should be one of the most fam more famous people in the world, but not not on that level. So, yeah, I think that there is a sort of like new energy around, you know, women in football, um, whether or not that will be sustained, you know, remains to be seen. We've had what seems to be a wave is often kind of crashes into a wall. Uh, Simone Biles, definitely one of one in this household. Why do you think it is that they're not a celebrated? You know, um, her husband, who plays for the Green Bay Packers, uh, is not quite as well-known as Travis Kelsey was. Also, you know, there's a racial dynamic to this. Um, you know, Taylor and Travis look like the hallmark version of the homecoming king and queen. Um, they are, like, both, you know, attractive white people. Um, and Simone Biles and, and Owens are, are not. On some level, it seems quite straightforward and basic which has to do with who is allowed to be the most popular girl in school. For all the talk of bringing in new audiences, I mean, there is a question around whether or not this is going to make any material impact on the long term. I think about David Beckham and Victoria Beckham. Sure. That, to me, was a linkage that legitimately changed a lot of things in terms of how we viewed the soccer star, how his rest of his career and life arc went, and as did for the Spice Girls. You know what I'm saying? It actually legitimately changed something in those two people's lives, as opposed to just being something we saw in the front of, say, Us Weekly. As far as how all this develops, do you think maybe in 20 years we could see them in a Super Bowl ad like Victoria and David Beckham as far as how this goes? I mean, we don't know the ending to this rom-com. For all I know, it could be another Taylor Swift breakup album. Um, that's, that's definitely on the table. Um, or it could be, you know, a whole new chapter, a whole new era, let's say. Um, you know, I, I do think that there is a kind of uncertainty to this time. Um, and we're sort of all waiting to see how things play out. Um, you know, you always want to think that, that true love is the final chapter to any story, but, um, usually it's just the beginning. Yeah. We are deep into the Z axis of what's going on in their particular relationship. Exactly. Okay. We got to break this down just because this is what we do here. After an ESPN daily investigation, we have done the math. Tokyo, 17 hours ahead of Las Vegas. Taylor Swift's Saturday, February 10th Tokyo show is scheduled to start at 6 p.m. local time. That means after a three-hour show and wheels up an hour after the show, it's a 13-hour plane ride from Tokyo 
to Vegas. And she would arrive in Vegas on Saturday the 10th at 6 p.m. local time. It's like literal time travel from Taylor Swift in order to be able to get to this game. Have you ever done anything this extensive to see a person you cared about, Lisa? I got to say, at least she doesn't have to change the Earth's rotation because, uh, you know, I wouldn't bet against it if she if she did. In all seriousness, though, you are a football fan. What are your thoughts on what's going to happen in the big game on Sunday? I mean, I would never put a bet against Patrick Mahomes in a big situation. So you're betting on Taylor Swift is what you're getting at. I'm telling you, it's she's inescapable. Thank you, Louisa. Thank you. I'm Clinton Yates. This has been ESPN Daily. Our show is produced by Bruce Baldwin, Ashley Brown, Bradford Craig, Andrew Hahn, Alexander Hyacinth, Ryan Nantel, Mike Philbrick, and Phoebe Untermann. Special thanks to Jackson Agello. We'll talk to you on Monday, kiddos. Listener.